I knew it. I just knew it. The person who had the job of writing my life's dialogue used to work on a very low-budget soap opera, Marion Keys. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Leesis. Happy New Year. Oh, yes. Happy New Year. <laughs> Welcome to 2020. Yes. <laughs> Our topic today covers one of the most important things for any book, and that's dialogue. Yes. Writing dialogue is one of the most vital ingredients in your story. It's really hard to bake a cake without flour. It's really hard to tell a story without dialogue. It is very, very rare to have a good novel without dialogue. And it is too common to have a novel with bad dialogue. Yeah, I I think that, for me, separates the people who know how to write and the people who don't. Because if I see good dialogue, then I know I'm going to be interested in the rest of the story. If the dialogue is chunky, it's faulty, it's way too expository, then I immediately am turned off from the story. So when it comes to dialogue, we are going to share one very, very, very important rule. Less is more. Every time. You don't want dialogue to be an exposition. Dialogue cannot be the only medium of getting the information across because there is so much more detail. But dialogue is also key. Yes. We've spoken before about telling your character's backstory through the moment, through dialogue, among other things. That does not mean you have your character walk into the shop and go, Hello, uncle, whom I've called father for the last 10 years. How was your day since you've been working in this outfit for most of whatever? You... <laughs> I I am, like, choking on even trying to give a bad example of this. Most importantly, less is more, and dialogue needs to be natural. Yes. So let's talk first about word choice. I see this problem a lot in fantasy-style stories, where they try to have this high and mighty-sounding dialogue, where it's very lofty, they use a lot of very big words, it's verbose, and it just feels stiff and boring. Which is okay if your character is stiff and boring, but not every character should choose the same words when conveying something. So every character needs to have a different voice. They need to use different words. It'll be based on how smart they are, the kind of education they have, their age. Even gender can play a role in what kind of words a person uses. I have a very good friend of mine who is Canadian, and she is I swear, part Disney princess. And I've met her mom, who's law enforcement, and it's not genetic, at least from the mom's side. So her word choice is going to be very different from my word choice, who is not a terribly optimistic person, very skeptical of everyone and everyone, and also very much a literalist. She is a hopeless romantic Disney princess. So even though we are approximately the same age group, we are the same gender, it's going to be a different word choice when writing our two characters. If Lee is writing the story of this friend and myself, then it would be very obvious who is saying what in the conversation, just by word choice alone. Another thing is, if you have a character that is lacking in confidence, they will use a lot of qualifying words. 
they'll say things like, I just wanted to do this instead of I wanted. They'll be, well, I think this. They'll use a lot of words to kind of soften the blow of what they're saying, kind of edge around it. Well, if you have somebody who's very confident, straightforward, they won't be using words like so. They won't be using words like just. They'll just get right to the point. Another part of word choice is who the character is with. So if the character that is Lee is in a story, then there will be a leadership quality when she's around certain people, and then there will be a submission quality when around other people. If you're more interested in word choice, selecting that for each character, we'll be getting into this a little bit more later this month, where we will dig into character voice, how to develop it, how to define it for each of your characters in your story. And that's also outside of dialogue when we cover that. One real quick thing. When you are writing about age, if you have a character that is a child, spend time with a kid to see how they talk. Because a lot of people try to portray like an eight-year-old as like a two-year-old in their word choice. They'll simplify it too much. Mm Mm-hmm. So those are just a couple of things about word choice specifically for a character. Let's get on to other kinds of dialogue in a story. Sometimes you'll write a character from the UK, and they might have a little bit of a Cockney accent. How do you write that in the story? For me, it depends a lot on if the character whose point of view the scene is written, if that character understands the accent. If the character doesn't, You can write it phonetically. That's one of my big pet peeves in a lot of what I've read of Stephen King's is writing out the accent. That's very difficult for me to read and then phonetically understand and translate and go back. So I am working to read accents that are written that way. If your character doesn't understand, then your reader is right along with them and they can maybe try to figure it out. But that's okay at that point. But if my character does understand, I'll just write the closest translation. I'm very much of the mindset that you should be making it as easy as possible for the reader to understand. So if writing out the accent is going to be more trouble than useful, add it to the dialogue tag. Say that they were speaking a thick French accent or a thick German accent, and your reader can usually start to put that in their own mind without having to struggle through a bunch of V's where W's should be. That's a little bit different when you have a character with, like the example I used earlier, a Cockney accent, where they're leaving off a lot of the beginning letters, where it's like A instead of hey. That's a lot easier for most readers to pick up on very quickly. So it just depends on your target audience, their understanding, and the type of accent that you're trying to put into your work. And along the same lines, I write languages, other languages in a very similar way. If the main character understands, then I will just write it in English. I might put it in italics if the whole scene is bumping back and forth. When it comes to made-up languages in fantasy novels or sci-fi novels, assume that it is translated to English or whatever language that the book is being published in. If there is a direct translation for whatever the thing is that you're using, use the English word for that. So instead of calling it a whatever it is in the language, just call it a sword. Best example of this is the XKCD comic. The elders, or Freyus, guarded the farmlings, children, 
with their critices, which are like swords, but awesomer. The fewer words made up by the author, the better the book is going to be because you're not having to struggle through trying to understand a bunch of new words while you're trying to learn the story and learn the characters. Yeah, you don't want to give your readers homework to understand your story. You want them to just enjoy it and gobble in one setting. If you want to have another language as flavor, that's awesome, that is cool, but don't try to force the readers to have to understand it to understand your book. There are moments when one language might not have the same word, in which case you can do the closest translation. So in the series I wrote, one of the groups did not have separate words for fruits and vegetables. They had one word for edible plants. So on to the next point about writing dialogue. Your dialogue doesn't always have to be super specific. You can leave room for misinterpretation, and that can add to the character and some of the conflict. Yes, it adds depth. And it also, if your character misinterprets something that somebody else says, it's a reflection of not only the character who said the line, but your main character as well. So if I'm going to go pick up the bats and you work at the national park, you think I'm transporting furry flying mammals. Yes. My ex-husband is a baseball person. And so if I say that line to both of you, you're both thinking I'm picking up something different. So... Leave room for those misinterpretations, those puns. Make it fun. Make it awesome. Because that's the kind of thing that happens in real life. I think back to our main motto of writing dialogue, less is more. I think the most important part of writing dialogue is actually what isn't being said. And I'm not just talking murder mysteries or romances. But do me a favor and watch a season of 24 and see how many times he says goodbye when hanging up the phone. And when he does, what happens next? There's a wait to every time you say bye at the end of a phone call. Part of what's unsaid in dialogue are the dialogue tags around it. Not necessarily he said, she said, but the he said as he looked at his feet. Giving that action, the body language, the movement that's happening around what they're saying that adds context clues. And lies. Lies are hugely important in storytelling. If your character says, no, I think she's ugly, or if he kind of rolls his shoulder forward and runs his fingers through his hair and then goes, no, I think she's ugly, that has completely different context. So it's the descriptions that flavor your dialogue. And I think Pride and Prejudice is a good case study on this. There's a lot of, I'm going to insult her whole family and then propose to her. <laughs> My absolute favorite line from Little Mermaid is when Ursula goes, and don't underestimate the importance of body language. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's such a good line because your book is not a movie. You are not showing it on a screen. You can't give that kind of direction. If you're writing a book, you have to include that. So the full impact of what you're saying goes through. Convey emotion because that's the root of dialogue is emotion. That's why we talk. Yes. Communication is important. 
We are going to talk a little bit more about dialogue tags in our next episode. We covered it in adverbs. We mentioned it briefly here. We're going to talk a little bit more in our next episode, which is about momentum. There's a huge debate in the writing world surrounding dialogue tags. So stay tuned. And until then, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.